Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you today to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. I'm so glad to have with me today, Jerry, my lovely wife. Thank you, honey. And uh, today our topic is why clarifying expectations will save your life and leadership. And I will add your family or anybody that you are living with right now. And in, we're trying to address in these podcasts really the two primary challenges that monks have uh, dealt with over the thousands of years of history. The, the first is my own solitude with God, how I wrestle with the spiritual issues that I'm confronting living as a monk. And so we've been talking about we're living in shelter in place right now, most of us around the world, some kind of voluntary quarantine. And so we've been talking about in the last few podcasts about grief and loss as well as the dark night of the soul. Uh, but the second great challenge for monks, if you read all their literature, is their community, how they live together and struggle together uh, week after week, year after year, year, uh, decade after decade. Right. So we, we have a lot to actually learn from monks' example of living in isolation and how they deal with intensive community. And that's why we're addressing in this podcast why clarifying expectations will save your life and leadership because it's so key to living in healthy community. Now, COVID-19 may be forcing us to do social distancing, uh, uh, but and so as a result, was a lot of togetherness uh, for families. And now in some cases, like ours, you got multi-generations living in a house, and that togetherness is actually really intensified. Right. And actually, when you, we talk about the kind of living arrangements we're having right now, I, I am thinking about couples who are now together 24-7, you know, working from home. Uh, or stay-at-home spouses. You were a stay-at-home spouse, but now you've lost that six-hour break you used to get when the kids went to school. So that's really a challenge to your soul. You uh, Parents that have college-age kids, they're not just home for spring break, and they're not just home for the summer where they're leaving uh, for a large part of the day to work. You're, they're now together a lot. And again, as Pete mentioned, we also, in our case, we have three generations living together. And of course, you have some folks who are, who are listening to this, you're, you're home alone. Yes. Uh, and you're single, and you find yourself, you're having some community, but it's primarily or exclusively through right now, uh, Zoom or right. FaceTime. Right. Uh, and so there's a, a, a lack of clear expectations uh, in our close relationships brings out so much unnecessary pain. Mm -hmm. uh, and so just, you know, in all of life, this happens. People quit their jobs over unmet expectations. Churches split over unmet expectations. Couples divorce over unmet expectations. Families stop talking to each other over unmet expectations. And friendships as well break over unmet expectations. And now we're in a season where it's particularly intense. Yeah. And so today through this podcast, we want to offer you a gift around this whole um, skill we call clarifying expectations that can help you and your relationships tremendously. Because as followers of Jesus and leaders, especially loving well uh, is core to what it means for us to follow Jesus. In other words, flourishing and building healthy relationships in community is core to what it means to follow Christ. And so we we do, we do our relationships differently in the new family of Jesus. And Jerry and I realized this in 1996 uh, because we realized at that point our discipleship had never included being discipled in how we do relationships. And that's when we learned one skill. And I'm going to add, or what does it look like? We really learned 
or began to learn then, and it's taken us, took us 20 years, but what does it look like to love well, to love our neighbor well? Okay, we knew it in our heads, but actually how do you walk it out practically with skills? So we're gonna teach one skill today, but we actually got exposed to a skill uh, that really was a discipleship in relationships in 1996. It changed our lives and got us on the journey of realizing, oh, we've got to now disciple people or train people uh, on how to get discipled in doing relationships and loving. And so over these you know, 21 plus years, we developed uh, eight skills and put it actually into a course called, course called the Emotionally Healthy Relationships Course. And uh, before we go any further here, just FYI here is that we're offering during this you know season uh, the videos of that course uh, free. Uh, streaming downloads. And That's amazing. It's called streaming videos. Yeah, it is. So if you go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash shop, emotionallyhealthy.org slash shop, and you go to the bottom of the page, you'll see streaming videos for the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course. And I want to encourage you to go to that. And you can actually watch a, a video of, of what we're talking about in a much more expanded form, as well as some of the other skills as well. I'm just going to add to, you know, when you do skills, it's not a one and done. It's much like playing the piano. If you don't practice the skill, you're never going to really get it or become you know, a master at it. You really have to practice skills in order for it to become a part of you. So let's take a few minutes, Jerry, and just talk about just, I wrote down five of the areas that we're having to wrestle with expectations right now. So for example, in our home, uh, living together, the expectation of who's cooking, who's cleaning up, who's buying food, who's paying for it all. Uh, we have issues of expectations around childcare. Again, we have a, my daughter's there and her son, our son-in-law with their three-year-old and one-year-old. And uh, we've had to revisit our expectation agreement with them uh, around childcare and expectations. And this thing has been evolving and changing. We're in week number, I believe, four or five. And uh, you know, we, have, we, have, we now have a big board schedule up in the, in the living room. Uh, for who's on for what hours? It's been for really childcare. For childcare, it's been really helpful. Mm. Uh, and the home we've had to, we've had, we're in the, still in the midst of dealing with expectations around recycling, mm-hmm. and uh, and then even how much we talk about the news. Yeah, I think each week uncovers uh, the need to clarify more expectations because we have had actually different needs from week week one to now week four. Yep. We had a couple of moments where we have four adults reading the news all at the same time, you know, at different times during the day. And there's so much news floating around. It's very intrusive. And we had to put a bit of a boundary around that, around expectations. And that's been interesting. So that's one area of the home. The second has been around work. Uh, I know for myself, expectations with myself of how much to get done. I'm in the midst of writing. Uh, I had to have a conversation with uh, my publisher and just saying I wanted to extend it over a, another month. Uh, the deadline because I wanted time to really think and process around COVID-19 and what we're experiencing. Uh, And even with the folks who uh, work in emotionally healthy discipleship, the speed at which we could pivot into things like Zoom and breakout rooms and having to clarify that expectations. Then of course, another clarifying expectation around our families of origin, my family of origin, my brothers and sister, and how often we talk by phone. Right, and I have a very big ex- uh, extended family. So just, yeah, working that out, how, how much I communicate with them. And then friendships, you know, how, how we're even, expectations around friendships, how often that's gonna be a, a Zoom phone call or, or phone call around, you know. Right, so I have a group of five friends we meet. Right now we're meeting weekly on Zoom, but I realize 
we need to talk about our expectations around even how often we meet because of our varying needs and status in life. We're all in very different places and even what we do when we meet. And, and then there's, of course, there's expectations we've got to clarify and continue to clarify around our marriage. Yes. And living with eight people uh, are living with, well, we have two other adult children living four blocks away. And now we're having dinners together a lot. So we're seeing, we're around a lot of people. And Well, uh, I, I want to clarify. I mean, we're around the same eight people. That's true. Our two older, our two daughters who are living a few blocks away join us. But we're still very uh, carefully, it, what is it called? Uh, sheltering in place. With, all, with the same eight people. Yes. And so we've had to clarify expectations, Jerry and I, around expectations around our marriage because the impact of living with those two small children and the four in our in our house uh, is a lot of people. And so it's really impacted you, honey, in terms of taking a lot out of you. It's affected our relationship. We've had to really talk about expectations. and Yeah, I think it's a combination of not just uh, small children, but all the moving parts that have arisen in this sheltering in place with multi-generational impact, you know, impacts. And so, yeah, it's really impacted me yeah. uh, temperament-wise. Yeah, and even something as simple as going shopping for food, Oof. which you do every two weeks, is such a now a major event, uh, which in the past it wasn't. So the skill we're going to talk about, clarify expectations, helps us clarify what, what do we have a right to and... Uh, not have a right to as we clarify expectations with people. But let's just take a minute. Let's talk about stop mind draining before we jump into it because it's a related skill, but it's, it's helpful to just talk about that, okay? Okay. Just want to mention one thing about expectations. Sure. The thing about expectations normally with people is that we think because we have an expectation, we have a right to it. And that's what we're going to really challenge today because if you believe that, uh, it's gonna, it brings a lot of misery so, uh, but anyway, yeah, as you said, we want to start with this other skill, very simple skill, but also challenges assumptions. And, and, and the verse we, we like, if I was going to give a, a good theology for this, but one excellent verse is, is Exodus 29, 2019, which says, you shall, one of the commandments, which is, you shall not give false, bear false witness against your neighbor. Uh, and that is not making assumptions uh, without checking them out, not telling one story in our head about people that's not true. And, and it really damages relationships. So stop monitoring and expect, clarify expectations are just great skills to... Yeah, I don't think we uh, often think or realize that when we are making assumptions about others, we're actually telling ourselves a story in our head. And so it, we are breaking that ninth commandment because when we tell ourselves a story in our head that isn't true, we're actually bearing false witness against our neighbor. That's good. And so stop migrating. Very simple is to clarify what another person is thinking rather than assuming that you know. And you can use a skill anywhere, anytime, anyplace. So let's just, and so we call the skill stop migrating and, and please don't get offended by it. Uh, and I, we used, I, I really wanted to call it stop migrating because it's used in the Old Testament and we're, it's condemned by God in the Old Testament. Uh, in other words, we're the last people that should be reading other people's minds, God's people. We, want you, to be we could call it stop sorcery. Yes, exactly right. You know, stop making assumptions. So, uh, Jerry, let me do a couple with you. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, these are live. So, so, Jerry, may I have it? May I uh, please check out an assumption with you? May I, may I have permission to read your mind? Sure. I think that you think that I should be the one who cancels the flights that we've made to Colorado uh, for next month. No, for June that we're not going to be going on. Is that correct? Correct. 
I'm canceling the ones I made for for going because part of that trip, I part of that <laughs> three way trip, I made part of it and you made part of it. Okay. So yes, you cancel the ones you made, and I will cancel the ones I made. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, one more. I, I have another one. May I have permission to read your mind, my yes, dear? You may. I think you think that if we're going to have an emotionally healthy discipleship staff meeting today or tomorrow, that it's my responsibility to initiate it and to call it and set the agenda. Is that correct? Versus you. Right now, absolutely, that's what I am thinking <laughs> and expecting. But if that is not something, but if you want to negotiate that, we can. You yeah, know, I would. I, I, yeah, it'd be nice if you did it too sometimes, but yeah. Okay, so we okay. can negotiate what that would look like. But yes, right now, I am thinking that you are the initiator of our staff meetings. Okay, and I probably should check out one more with you, but I made a note of here. Jerry, may I have permission to read your mind? Sure. Um, I think you're responsible for all the meals at our home each evening, except when we order out, which now each week uh, for one or two meals, then I would be responsible for that. Is that true? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're still good. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, I have, yeah. So here's, here's one I have, um, can I have permission to read your mind? Yes, my dear. I think that you think that I'll take the initiative for the takeout nights. In other words, I think you think I will say, hey, honey, let's do it Friday and Saturday. Or honey, hey, let's get it from this place. So although it was your idea, I think that you think I'm still the one that's going to take the initiative on it. No. No, I, I'll take the initiative. But I know that your vote counts triple. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm going to come to you and saying, what do you think about Greek? What do you think about Spanish? What do you think about Italian? You follow me? I'm, but no, I, I'm, I'm taking, I got it. Okay, great. Well, And we can talk more about what that looks like. Yes. Because I am... I'm puzzled why we only did it once last week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a start. That's a start. Okay, okay. All right. Good. So the principle is simple. You never assume you know what a person's thinking or feeling. And uh, so you want to ask. And it's just a great little skill. Very helpful uh, and very powerful. Okay, Jerry, let's move now to clarify expectations. All of us grew up taking in thousands upon thousands of messages around expectations. And these messages, they come from our families, our culture. TV, social media, schools, friends, even fairy tales. Let me give you a quick example. Think about your expectations around marriage. One expectation that people mention a lot is, uh, or that they've internalized, whether they know it or not, is they will live happily ever after. Where does that come from? Fairy tales. And we also get, you know, our expectations about marriage from uh, poems, from love songs, etc. Now, it is possible to let live happily ever after when you get married, but only with great intentionality. Few marriages, if any, will survive happily ever after without learning skills to really love one another well. So during this time of coronavirus, we have had our lives radically changed. 
Um, our relationships with our families have changed, friendships, work relationships. And with that comes a lot of expectations. So here's a list of expectations that Pete and I have been thinking about that have arisen uh, as a result of our containment with one another. So for example, one expectation might be each member of the household will clean up after themselves. Or everyone will get along and there won't be any tension. Or children will be well behaved and cooperate with the new routine. Another, uh, family members will share the cost of food. Or my spouse and I will share childcare and work hours equally. Good. So as you think about those expectations that I just mentioned, what do you notice? Well, some may be unrealistic, like everyone will get along and there will be no tension. Because if, if there was tension in any of those relationships before uh, COVID-19, there's certainly going to be ones now in containment. And, um, or here's another one that's unrealistic. Children will cooperate and be well behaved with the new routine. Or how about family members will share the cost of food? Sometimes we're unconscious of our expectations until we get disappointed or until they don't happen. Or what about this one? Each member of the household will clean up after themselves. You know, you think they should just know that one, but you never spoke your expectation. And finally, my spouse and I will share childcare and work hours equally. You may have actually even said this out loud to your spouse, but it doesn't mean they agree to it. So here are four problems with expectations. One, they're a problem when they're unconscious. Sometimes we have expectations we didn't even know we had until we're disappointed. So you expected your family members to pick up after themselves and you weren't even conscious you had that expectation until it didn't happen and you were resentful. Second problem with expectations is when they're unrealistic. Sometimes we have expectations that aren't reasonable or there's no evidence to support that it can or will happen. So we mentioned the one about children will behave well. Listen, <laughs> in this new way of being and living, uh, this is really stressful for them too. Yeah. Thirdly, expectations are a problem when they're unspoken. Many times we have expectations that we actually never even spoke to another person. For example, uh, we'll split the grocery bill evenly or uh, there won't be loud music played after nine o'clock or there won't be loud noise in the house before 8 a.m. And so if you're telling yourself, and here is a really, really important insight, when you catch yourself thinking, but they should just know this, that is a lie from the pit of hell. We cannot expect people to read our minds or assume they, they know what we are thinking. Expectations must be spoken. So, you know what? Sometimes people may do your expectations without you ever having to speak them. Hallelujah. But uh, often um, they don't. And the onus is on the person who has the expectation to clarify it. Yeah. The onus is on me 
the person who has the expectation. And then finally, expectations are a problem when they are unagreed upon. Very often I have expectations of others that they never agreed to, or people have even expectations of me I never agreed to. So again, I mentioned, you may have even said to your spouse, hey, honey, you know, we really need to uh, care for the kids now equally, or we need to have, you know, equal working hours. But in reality, even though you may have spoken it, you didn't get their agreement on it. It's great. It's great. Yep. And so most, you know, most expectations are unconscious, they're unrealistic, they're unspoken, and they're unagreed upon. Yes, that's what they're they're a problem. They're a big problem. So think with me for a moment of the countless expectations around this new normal we have in containment. Uh, Expectations around meals, food shopping, for example, what, you know, what gets what, how, who, cost sharing, meal planning, cooking, cleanup. I mean, there's just a myriad of expectations around that. Around home and family, space usage, Mm. noise, cleaning, childcare, family meetings. Uh, expectations around neighbors. You know, who 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 do we help? How do we help them? Our own exposure, how we're going to go about it. And then even your, the church. Uh, what are your expectations around your pastor right now or the church and your connection with them? In fact, you know, our, our neighbor does have, you know, COVID-19, the virus. And so I asked him what we could go buy for him. And he said, cheese. Right. And, then, and then I said to him, is there any particular kind of cheese you want? He goes, ah, whatever. And then the day before we're going to go get it for him, I said, well, is there anything else about this cheese you want to tell me? He goes, oh, yeah, I definitely want it sliced. <laughs> and so he got very clear uh, the third time around. It was very funny. Which is a great point because the clearer you are about your expectations, the more reality there is going to happen. And he gave me a little lecture on why it had to be sliced for his sandwiches. <laughs> so here's the million dollar question. What expectations do you have a do we have a right to and what expectations don't we have a right to? And this skill helps us distinguish between the two things. What's a valid expectation and what's not a valid expectation. I'm going to emphasize it again. This is really a, a, an important moment. We want to emphasize here what expectations you have a right to and what expectations you don't have a right to. And this can really be life-changing. Yep. And, and uh, so, Jerry, just go, what, make, what makes an expectation valid? So, number one, it must be conscious. That is, I am aware of my expectation. Um, and so, when you're disappointed, angry, or resentful, just pause and ask yourself, what was I expecting? Secondly, it must be realistic. That means there's evidence to support that the expectation is reasonable of someone else um, or even myself. That is, it's either been done in the past or the person has the capacity or the willingness to do it. So I'm gonna just mention, if there are family members that are all living together in containment, and they didn't get along before this, it's unrealistic of you to expect that there's going to be no tension now. Uh, Because unless they've taken a course or they've had some kind of intervention to change, you can expect more of the same. And here's a special note, and I'm seeing this all over the place right now. When we have unrealistic expectations, it leads to depression. I have heard... 
I hear myself saying over and over again, just in our circle of eight, uh, that's an unrealistic expectation. And that's an unrealistic mm. expectation. That's an unrealistic expectation. So a quiet house for us is an unrealistic expectation the, with a, a one-year-old and three-year-old living in it. Um, smooth routines. I see my daughter, you know, uh, one of my daughters moving towards depression because her routine um, is not smooth one of the days or two of the days, but that's because their routine changed and they didn't make the necessary adjustments to it. Um, and she's trying to work full time. Or you may be depressed because you have certain expectations of your spouse, but uh, you haven't told them your needs. And so it's, it's unrealistic for them to know what you need. The onus is on you to declare what you need because otherwise you, there is going to be depression. <clears throat> so when it comes to work projects, ministry, family, you have to think about whether your expectations are realistic or not. Thirdly, expectations must be spoken. That is, you have to ask, you know, I have to express them clearly. And then finally... They must be agreed upon. The other person has to agree to the expectation by saying yes. Again, not even just saying your expectation is enough. Just because you said it and sent it out into the air doesn't mean they're agreeing up to it. So they must be agreed upon. So here's the principle. An expectation is only valid when mutually agreed upon. That's the bottom line. An expectation is only valid when mutually agreed upon. Great. So let's take a minute right now. I want you to think about this. Think about one or two recent expectations that you've had uh, in your living situation or with your close friends, work, whatever, that you've had that that, that went unmet. And they, it's made you angry. It's made you disappointed, confused, or depressed. Again, one more time. Let's think, let's think right now of one or two recent, simple expectations that you have that have gone unmet and that have made you angry, perhaps disappointed, confused, or depressed. And again, think work, siblings, church, friends, some of you are alone. And uh, it could be something as simple as, you know, you're, someone's on the phone that you're living with or FaceTiming all day, uh, and there's noise constantly. And it's, it's perhaps driving you crazy. And, um, and what, you got to take some time at this point to think about what are some of my, my needs that I have for my own good, healthy self-care that are not being met. And I talked to someone just two days ago and saying, you need to really take some time to journal about you, what you need to be a healthy person, able to love other people out of, out of an overflow. Absolutely. Expectations are very connected to um, thriving well. You know, so self-care is really a, 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 um, an outcome. Of clarifying expectations. So it's better that Jerry, they just start with one or two, don't you think? One sure, or two expectations. Sure, practice this, yes. Practice it. And then you want to use the following criteria uh, to clarify the expectation in your own mind. Remember, there's four. Uh, were you conscious that you even can had I, the Can I lead you through one that sure. you had with Ruthie? Uh, you, sure. So, Pete, uh, you had an expectation that as uh, Emotional Health and Discipleship uh, began doing things a little bit differently with the use of Zoom, yep. that it was going to happen within a... A week. It was going to happen in a week. Okay, so you had an expectation that. Well, why don't you state so the expectation I, I that we uh, we did our we did our first Zoom with breakout rooms for the emotional discipleship course, 
And then the next day, Ruth, who leads uh, EH Discipleship, the CEO, uh, I said to her, let's, you know, let's do it. And uh, so was I conscious of the expectation? Yes. Was it realistic that it would be done within a week? No. Uh, totally. It, there was no evidence. We had to, she had to learn it. Other people had to learn it. There was website issues. You know, PDF document had to get created. Uh, did I speak it? No, not with a timetable. Yeah. I, well, the fact is, since it wasn't realistic, it's already yeah. not valid. Yes. And it was Ruthie that called that out, correct? Yeah. Yes. And so, and it, so Ruthie, because Ruthie knows this skill, um, she could say, wait a minute, you know, this, she knew within herself, this wasn't realistic and clarified that with you. And I'm telling you, it just, it saved a lot of unnecessary angst and stress and pain in that relationship. And it probably took about five minutes, but it was, it was good. It was a great discussion and we moved on. So again, uh, the question is, is, of, is, expect, is you, are you conscious? Is it realistic? Is it spoken? And is it agreed upon? Those are the four big words. You want to memorize those words. It'll change your life. It'll, it'll be liberating. And remember, expectations are only valid where they've been mutually agreed upon. And you might want to think about as well, what might be an expectation someone has of you that needs clarification? What might be your next steps for that? Again, these, these are li- this is a life-changing skill. We've used it now for decades. Uh, in all settings, and it is just powerful. Conscious, spoken, realistic, agreed upon. Uh, Let me just close with a couple of comments here. Uh, Unmet expectations are a source of deep disappointments, and uh, no question the skill can change your life. Uh, But there are a couple of common questions that come up all the time. The first is, what do I do when someone cannot meet my expectations? Uh, And then we like to say, turn that expectation into a hope. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, you grieve the loss of the fact that you can't happen. They're unable to agree upon it and actually do it. Uh, and so you hope someday that they might change their mind, be willing to do it. But right now, it's they're not able to. Yeah, I think I'm thinking even for us right now, it's, it's mm-hmm. unrealistic to think that, um, I mean, we're going to have a quiet house with a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And yes. We're used to a lot of silence because we were empty nesters. And so, um, again, what adjustments are we going to make in order for us to all live together so that their needs are met and our needs are met. Yep, that's something we're, we're sorting out. The second is, what do I do if someone agreed to an expectation, but then they don't do it? Mm-hmm. And you got to ask yourself a few questions. Perhaps they said yes because they were afraid to say no to you. Uh, and if they can't say no to you, then you don't have an expectation, but you're actually making a demand. So you got you to wonder if that's, the, that's what's going on. Right. People, when you talk about your expectations, people have to be able to say no. Yep, they do. Or, you know, then maybe just make adjustments yep. to it, negotiate and, it. And, or, or perhaps uh, it was you weren't clear enough and they didn't do it and you may need to go back and clarify the issue specifically. Or maybe they thought they could do it. They got started doing it and realized, oh, they can't do it. Right. And people get a chance to change their minds. Right. And then thirdly, what do, a common question that comes up is, what do I do if God doesn't meet my expectations? Well, you can rest assured he won't. Uh, you know, we, we like to know where God's going, what he's doing, how he's getting there, when he's going to arrive. And we like to take charge of God. Uh, and we kind of make this deal. God, I'll obey you and keep my side of the bargain. And you bless me and make sure no suffering or difficulties come my way. You keep yours. And uh, yes, we know God. He's revealed himself in Jesus and in scripture. But he's also unknowable. And he's, his ways are higher than ours and thoughts higher than our thoughts. And yeah, I think a big I, part of growing up and maturing spiritually is realizing that uh, that I become aware of the expectations I have or I've had of God that he never agreed to. 
big maturing moment. Big maturing moment. So thank you. So again, Jerry and I learned uh, a couple of skills early on in the mid-90s, changed our lives, and we've given you one of the skills from the Emotionally Healthy uh, Relationships course. And uh, let us let me invite you again to uh, go to our website and download uh, for free uh, the skill called Clarify Expectations. You'll actually see us model it. Go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash shop. Scroll down the bottom of the page and you'll see uh, something called streaming videos for the Emotionally Healthy Relationships course. And uh, feel free to meander, but look at that skill in particular. And uh, honey, I think we can tell them with authority, they need to actually practice this skill. You can't just learn this in your head. You're gonna need to take this podcast and actually work it out, actually do it. Uh, But I promise you, and we can promise you, it will bring great life. Yeah, it brought great freedom to me because I had expect I so many I was able to free so many people from my expectations, um, and which meant less resentment, you know, less anger and less disappointment and less depression yeah. on my part. So, so thank you very much, everybody. God bless you, and you have a wonderful day. It's been great to be with you. Amen. Thank you. <laughs>